Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My first full-time on-air job at The Score happened about 17 years ago. I'm not celebrating an anniversary. I just wanted to kind of let you know from where I'm coming from in this particular podcast, this episode of, of Loho Daily. I started out as a producer, as usually back then, that was the way that you got in. And then it was, well, what is it that I'm good at? What are the things that I like to do? Where could I further my career? And I'm a football guy, so I became a football guy, even though I'm actually kind of a baseball guy. But don't tell anyone because everyone thinks that I'm a football guy. And once you establish yourself as a football guy, you're always a football guy. I actually had a coach tell me, that I'm a football guy. And I was like, but I play baseball and I love baseball. And like, no, no, football guy. Anyway, I bring all of that up to explain to you how I feel about training camp. When I was a reporter, so that was my first full-time on-air job, was me being a reporter, covering the Bears, and learning the ropes from Dave Kerner and Zach Zaidman and all of the other, Jeff Joniak, all the other reporters on the print side that were helpful, like John Moon Mullen. I was learning how to do the job and learning it from guys like Dan Bernstein and and Terry. Like, they gave me a lot of room to do whatever I wanted with the Bears reports. And I always felt it was a big thing to tell people something that they didn't know. Like, you're not there at training camp or at practice or at the game itself. What's something that I could share with you that you'd like to know but maybe couldn't see on your own? That was my that's that's was my philosophy on being a Bears reporter. My body clock w- would go off. And honestly, like even still, once we get to the third week of Jan- July, I start going through the old oh, the training camps getting ready to start up. Like, you gotta get ready. For years, I would live down at, at, at uh Olivet Nazarene for the the three weeks that the Bears were there. It was quite the experience. I learned a lot of football in my time of of being down there. It was great atmosphere. Got to know the people that I was on the beat with and got to know them a little bit. It was fun. Like we'd hang out, we'd you'd see players out, you'd talk with players off the record about things. Training camp was always a lot of fun for me, even though it was a ton of hard work. Long days, and you're sitting there like trying to get these sound bites right and trying to, to frame your story. Like this was the most important thing that happened in training camp today. And this is what Rex Grossman did. And this is what Mike Brown did today. And this is what it was like to be around Jay Cutler. Like all of these things that you're bringing back to the audience and you're sharing with the audience I don't know if any of it mattered it mattered for me like professionally a ton because I was able to hopefully parlay some of those interviews and and relationships into great content for the score I'm wondering about whether the content matters that's that's where I'm going with this And now I see training camp in a completely different light than I did when I was covering the team every day. Part of this is that I'm older. 
Part of this is that my job description has changed. When one is a beat reporter, your whole life is one team. And there was a good five-year stretch for me where nothing else really mattered. Like from 2003 to 2008, my whole life was that Bears team. I still have good relationships with a lot of those players from that era. I, I consider that to be very valuable. Training camp, I don't consider to be very valuable anymore. And I'm sure that whether it's our reporters or reporters who work for other outlets, that every little thing that happens at training camp feels massive. It's a hard thing to describe because you're sitting there and you're watching all of the things that are happening. And you're like, this is the most important thing right now. And Bears fans have got to know, like, you got to throw it out on Twitter. And Bears fans are voracious. Like, they they eat it up, man. They, they love to hear what's happening with the team. And I love to share. Like, I, I actually really enjoy. I'll tell you what my favorite is. My favorite I didn't get onto Twitter until I think 2011, maybe 2012. Game day Bears Twitter from the stadium is one of my most favorite things that I ever did as a reporter. Where you're tweeting in real time and you have a vantage point that not everyone has because you're looking at it from above. And it's dope. You get to see, oh, that's why Chris Conti didn't make that play because of where he was lined up at the beginning of the play. You can add context to what people are seeing. It, it's great. Like, it's that high of Bears fans allowing me to augment their watching of a game is dope. Super dope. So Bears fans eat it up is my point. Like they they're all about it. Like whatever it is, like they're they're into it. And when it comes to training camp, man, Lawrence, how did this guy look? Lawrence, how did the quarterbacks do today? The people that couldn't make it down to Olivet Nazarene. The whole thing has changed. And I'm trying not to be a get off my lawn old guy, but I will tell you that with the Bears in particular. It's a more sanitized event. This started a few years ago when they really took control of training camp and what was allowed to be covered. And I think that it makes... I wish they weren't as scared about the things that they were, they're scared about. Whether it's reporters telling people what their trick plays are. Like, there's no history of that ever happening. And, and, it's training camp. When they were still doing it, Olivet Nazarene, before we were in a pandemic, if, if I was another team, I'd just send someone down there. I'd send a young-looking scout that just looks like I put him in Bears gear and I'd sit him at practice for two hours and have him watch what it is that you do. So there, there are restrictions that go on covering training camp now, which aren't a lot of fun. 
it's made the whole process more difficult. The reporters that are covering the Bears now, I think, do a wonderful job of trying to navigate it. Patrick Finley drawing stuff on a sheet of paper because the Bears don't let you send out videos. Back in the day, I could show you a one-on-one drill between Charles Tillman and Brandon Marshall. And people eat that up. And you would think that the Bears would want stuff like that, but they don't. Like, they want... They value the privacy aspect of it a little bit more. I hate that. I really do hate that. I I don't think that it benefits anyone. But even, even saying all of that, I've come to the conclusion that almost... Almost everything that is reported on in training camp doesn't matter at all. It might matter. uh, Let me take that back. It might matter that day. But how many times does it happen where there's a storyline that's going on in training camp? Like this guy is trying to take this guy's job or this guy is trying to take this guy's job. Or the offense is way ahead of the defense so far. Or vice versa. Or this guys I don't know if he's going to make the roster. And then you get to the actual playing of football. Not the preseason nonsense. The actual playing of regular season games that count. And it all goes out the window. Because then, whatever it is that a team was trying to accomplish or trying to conceal from the public, is exposed. And you know what a team is. And sure, there is some benefit to being being like, man, I saw it. Like, yes, I will grant people that last year during training camp, reporters were saying to me in their pieces that they were doing, in their hits that they were doing on air, you know, Mitch doesn't look very good. And yes, the Bears' retort was, it's practice. None of it matters. And then he got into the games, and you saw that he didn't take the leap from 101 to 202 as quickly as they thought he was going to take that leap. And yes, it was something that continued throughout the season. Although one could argue that there were signs in the 2018 season that that was going to be the case. But that's neither here nor there. We spend so much time gearing up for it and so much time covering it. And then we get to the regular season and almost none of it matters. I was thinking about something that Chris Emma told me the other day. Lawrence, Cordero Patterson is taking reps at running back. Awesome. And I'm sure that he's going to get some touches from that position. But in the grand scheme of the Bears 2020 season, does it matter? I don't, I think the answer is no. I just, and it's very possible that I am jaded at this point. That I'm completely jaded. But come on, fam. It's even now, like injuries, yes. Like injuries are, are significant. But even those, like a guy gets hurt. Artie Burns got hurt today. You don't even know who Artie Burns is. So Artie Burns gets hurt today. 
and it's a big story. But it's really likely that when September 13th comes around, Artie Burns is going to be available to play. If it is, if they're playing, if they're actually going to go through this, which they totally are, and, and the Bears are playing the Lions. Artie Burns will be available for everybody. So that's pretty much it, man. Like, the evolution that I've gone through from in these last 17 years has been amazing to me. Because there was nothing in my world that mattered more than training camp, than Bears training camp. There was nothing in my world for a five-year stretch that mattered more than Bears training camp and Bears preseason. And now, even as someone who does sports in Chicago on a daily basis, I don't know if there's anything that matters less. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) I appreciate you indulging me and listening to my stupid podcast. Talk to you next time.